O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. As most of us are probably aware by now, today is the first Sunday of Advent. The first Sunday in Advent marks the beginning of a new church year. And the church year, in case you haven't figured it out, has its own logic. It begins on the Sunday nearest to November 30th, which this year happens to be November 30th. and ends the Saturday before that Sunday, which is closest to November 30th, which yesterday was November 29th. The church year is kind of out of sync, of, out of sync with the other kinds of years that we order our life by. There's the academic year, which goes from September to May, or if you're really unlucky, June. There's the fiscal year, which for many institutions goes from July 1st to June 30th. And of course, there's the calendar year, which goes from January 1st to December 31st. As I say, the church year has its own logic, different from those other kinds of years, which is as it should be, I think. For the purpose of the church year is to tell the story of Jesus, to set forward the person and works of Jesus, who, as we know, often was a little bit out of sync with the rest of the world. Now, you probably also know that the first four weeks of Advent, the first four weeks of the church year, make up the season of Advent. And these four weeks historically have had two purposes. The first purpose is to prepare us to remember and properly commemorate the birth of Jesus 2,000 years ago. This has been called the first coming. It is the unique and unrepeatable incarnation of God in the person of Jesus of Nazareth in the year 4 B.C. or so, whom the first Christians and billions after them have come to call the Christ, the Messiah, the one who is to come and reconcile a fallen humanity with the Creator. The other purpose, the second purpose, historically, is to put Christians in the mind of looking for Jesus' second coming, which means usually the final episode in all of human history, The curtain comes down. Jesus appears as a great judge, separating the sheep from the goats, handing out justice where there has been none, bringing up the lowly into their right place in the universe. Now, in writing about this end of the age, the scripture our ancestors in faith handed down to us was written in a style that we call apocalyptic. The section from the Gospel of Mark that we heard this morning is often called the Little Apocalypse. Precisely for that reason, it seems to indicate the end of life as we know it, the great judge appearing and making all things right, and a new era in the history of the cosmos begins. But technically, 
The word apocalypse or apocalyptic does not mean the end. It means the unveiling of that which has been covered up or the disclosure of that which has been hidden. For example, from our present day circumstances, we might call the revelations of the underpinnings of our economic system over the last few weeks and months as apocalyptic. In the Christian context, it refers to the future unveiling, as I've said, of the return of Christ to earth in glory to judge the living and the dead, as our creed puts it. But in my view, too often, the apocalyptic dimension of Advent is set way too off, way too far off in the distance. It's, it's barely even on the horizon, I think, for most of us. There's some of our brothers and sisters in Christ who care very much and are able, they think, to pinpoint with great accuracy when that coming of Christ in that way is going to come. Most of us probably don't go that far, but in fact, I think we might even not even have any interest when that day is going to come. Well, I think that's probably a good thing in, as far as it goes, because I don't think the second coming is just about some future time off in the distance. It's about the here and now as well. In fact, I want to speak instead of the second coming, I want to speak about the next coming. The next coming. I want to say this because Jesus is showing up all the time. If we are awake to see him, if we prepare our eyes and our hearts and minds to see him. In every moment of our lives, I would say, even in the next moment, the possibility exists that we can meet the Christ. That Christ may be disclosed in the next moment. It may be in great glory, in a great wondrous experience of the divine. It may be in a quiet, simple moment. It will depend on our perspective. But as an example, many of us will experience meeting Christ at this very altar in a few moments as we gather together to receive the bread and wine as the body of Christ. I want to say that Advent is a time to prepare for the next coming. There's a tradition in the Benedictine community, the Benedictine community being the earliest monastic community or a series of communities, tradition of communities in the Christian church dating to the 600s or so. There's a tradition in Benedictine spirituality that speaks to this possibility. In their community rules, the brothers and sisters are exhorted to constantly make the effort to see Christ in each person. You don't have to be a monk or a nun to know that that's quite a challenge. We rub elbows with all kinds of people every day. And in each one of them is the possibility of apprehending the next coming of Christ. 
The Benedictines also, in their tradition of hospitality, are trained to receive everyone, everyone who comes to their door as if that person were the very Christ himself. So I suggest that we see this Advent as a time set apart to practice unveiling the Christ that is always around us, looking in nooks and crannies of our lives, seeking to see the face of Christ in all whom we meet, everyone we meet, everyone we meet. And that will be easier for some of us and with some than others. In fact, the disclosure of Christ in those we find most troublesome are hard to love or even like. That is the kind of next coming we should all be praying for. It's not easy. Like the church here itself, it is out of sync with the rest of our culture. But my prayer is that God will give us the inspiration and the energy and the creativity and the power to unveil the Christ who is constantly around us, who is as near as the next moment, the next coming. Amen. Amen.